0: Welcome, children of God. You are now listening to episode number 32, entitled, Who Am I? Maybe someone out there can tell you who you are. I once was lost, but now I'm found. was blind, but now I see. God called me with a holy calling and set me on a plain path. I was a blessing to people near and far. People were blessed and God was pleased. But then, guess what? I saw someone else doing a ministry and people really loved their ministry. But instead of me enjoying their ministry and just simply thanking God for what he gave to them, I did my age-old favorite thing. Like Dr. Martin Luther King, I had a dream. And in the dream, would you believe it? I saw me, myself, and I doing the exact same thing that I saw someone else do. And I saw that people were blessed and that people were applauding them and recognizing them. But then I saw myself. I was blessing people and people were applauding me in the dream and giving me recognition and high praise. The recognition and the praise surpassed everything that I'd ever dreamed possible. That was me in the dream. So instead of just enjoying what I saw in others, I wanted to become them. So in doing that over and over and over again, Time after time after time, I lost myself, I forgot who I was. So now the Lord is letting me know and letting you know today that one of the reasons that we are lost and blind all over again and don't know who we are is because we're trying to be too many people. So now we're having to say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. God is waiting on you to say that. He's waiting on you to say, I'm no longer lost. I'm no longer blind. But instead, today, you're having to ask the question, who am I? What happened to the me that I knew when I first got saved? This is you today. You drop the calling that God gave you. Say that to yourself that today. Say today's storyteller, I recognize that I dropped what I was called to do. And started doing something new. I did the new ministry. But that was not my ministry. That was not the ministry that God called me to do. I saw someone else doing yet another ministry. I saw everybody ranting and raving about what they were doing. And guess what? I laid down one night, and well, you know the rest. I had a dream. And that's, I had the dream after God had defined me and told me who I was and told me what I was called to do. I only did it for a short while because I heard about another ministry I heard about a new thing that people were doing. So I too wanted to do that new thing. So, as I said, I had a dream. And lo and behold, there I was in the dream again. Doing the same thing that they were doing. So I dropped my last great and wonderful ministry that I claimed that God gave me. And here I am. I find myself spending money, buying material, silk cloths, a printing machine, my own blessed oil mixture, postage stamps to last until the rapture or my death, whichever comes first. And here I am now, mailing off silk cloths embossed with scriptures to people in depressed areas. I don't know, storyteller. I don't know why I just couldn't en- just enjoy the ministry that I saw. Why I couldn't just enjoy that missionary that was doing that ministry. I don't know why I had to make that my new passion and my new ministry. I saw it, I liked it. That particular missionary was successful. So I laid down the calling that God gave to me, and I picked up someone else's calling. And now I'm head over heels with silk cloths in every room in my house with a printing machine. The Lord knows I don't know what I'm gonna do with. I don't know how I'm gonna get get rid of a printing machine. And blessed oil, I've got blessed oil in cases of mixtures that even I made up. I made up my own blessed oil. Postage stamps. I don't know if the post office ran out of stamps because I bought so many of them. Why couldn't I have just enjoyed what that particular missionary was doing? I wanted to. I wanted to just leave it alone. But before I knew it, it became my passion, my new passion, my new ministry. So here I am again asking myself, who am I? God, what am I supposed to do? Where do I fit in the ministry? Where do I fit in the kingdom? Why can't I just be content with the person that God created me to be before I was even formed in my mother's womb? I find myself asking the question, why can't I just be content with the one great calling that was suited just for me, just the way God ordained it for his divine purpose? Ask yourself, ask yourself, why is it you can't go to a restaurant and just simply enjoy a good gourmet meal prepared by a skilled chef, one who has spent months and years perfecting that craft? But instead of you basking in the great meal and just spending an entire evening enjoying it. But instead of being able to do that, you spend the evening convincing yourself, hey, I can prepare that meal myself. All I have, can you hear yourself? Does this sound like you? All I have to do is just get a little of this and get a little of that and add a pinch of this and add a pinch of that. Invite some people over and I can have the same meal, but cheaper. Does that sound like you? Well, let me say this. It's not the same meal. And no, you can't cut corners with a little this and a little that. And think it's the same meal. And no, you can't do it in one day. You can't do in one day what it took that skilled chef months and years to perfect. And no, it won't be the same because that's not your skill set. Say that to to yourself. Say, that's not my skill set. I may think that I can do everything, but I can't. The question is, why could you not just sit and enjoy the meal without wanting to be the chef? Let me tell you why you couldn't children of God. And I say children of God because notice, I'm not talking to unbelievers because they don't know this. They don't know the scriptures. I'm addressing the children that are called Christians. Again, I ask you, why you couldn't just enjoy the meal? Why you can't just sit and enjoy someone else's preaching? They're teaching, they're praying, how they minister. Why can't you just enjoy the sermon without trying to mimic the sermon, mimic the preacher? Why can't you just enjoy the song without going from church to church, trying to sing it like that artist? You're not a singer. That's not your gift. See, in spiritual maturity, you should be able to enjoy the person without trying to be the person. I'm going to repeat that. In spiritual maturity, you should be able to enjoy a sermon without trying to preach like that particular preacher. You should be able to enjoy a song without going home, rehearsing it over and over and over again, trying to be like that person. You're not a singer. Why could you not just enjoy hearing them sing? If you are a teacher, teach the way God has given it to you. If you are a minister, minister the way God has given it to you. Lest you lose yourself. Listen, guys. You are making a shipwreck of ministry. You are making a shipwreck of gifts and callings. And here's why. Here's why you're making a shipwreck. Because you're schizophrenic in your behavior. That's number one. You're double-minded and unstable in all of your ways. That's number two. And here's what the Bible says about that. The Bible says in the book of James, the first chapter, that a person that's double-minded and unstable in all their ways is like the waves of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And then he goes on to say, but let not that man think that he can receive anything of the Lord. You can't receive anything of the Lord Because your motive is selfish. You can't receive anything of the Lord when you are like that. Because you are envious and jealous. You won't stay long enough to allow God to perfect you for ministry. The ministry that he alone called you to. Now I want to go back over some things. Because I want to make sure that you got it. I said that you're making a shipwreck of ministry, of gifts and callings. And sometime back, I believe when I first started the podcast, I asked the question, are you responsible for for the downfall of the church, for making people leave the church? Are you responsible for that? And I'm going to ask the question again today. Are people sick and tired of seeing that kind of wishy-washy behavior in the church? Are they tired of being a part of a shipwreck? So, but that's, what, that's why we are doing it. That's what we are doing. And let me tell you why. I'm going to repeat. Because we are schizophrenic. In our behavior, God is not schizophrenic. We are in our behavior. We are double-minded and unstable in all of our ways. Sometimes God calls you to preach. Sometimes He calls you to prophesy. Sometimes He calls you to preach, prophesy, and minister. Sometimes He calls you to start a ministry. Sometimes he called you to end the ministry. You just don't know what God has called you to do. Sometimes you call yourself a prophet. Sometimes you say, I'm not a prophet. I'm just a, um, a, a preacher. I, I have the gift of healing. Sometimes you say, I don't have the gift of healing, but I have the gift of miracles. Who are you? Who are you? You're double-minded and unstable. The Bible said that A person that's like that is like the waves of the sea. Driven with the wind and tossed. Wherever that wind, when that wind comes, wherever it takes you, that's where you go. There's no stability in you. So the wind can just toss you about. And when when that happens, of course you don't know who you are. When that happens, of course you got to say, God, I once was lost, but now I'm found. You found me, but now I'm lost all over again. My eyes were open, now my eyes are blinded all over again. So when you're like that, the Bible says, you can't receive anything of the Lord because your motives are selfish. You are envious of other people. You are jealous of other people and their gifts. And even when I pull you up, (laughs) even when I have someone like the storyteller telling you that God is not pleased with that, you still won't listen long enough to allow God to perfect your ministry. You still won't sit still long enough to allow God to perfect your ministry. You still won't stay on your knees long enough to allow God to perfect your ministry. A rolling stone gathers no moss because his roll is moving too fast. It's like you. The reason you don't know who you are. You're all over the place. Trying to find who you are. copying and mimicking everyone that you see. Everyone that you hear. Just like a bold weevil. Trying to find a home. But in trying to find a home, you just lay bad eggs. You completely devastate and make mockery and utterly destroy a good ministry. That's a shipwreck. You utterly destroy a good song, a good sermon. You lay bad eggs onto a vision that belongs to someone else. And by the time that you are finished with your version of the vision, it's totally unrecognizable because you will have destroyed it. So you're left with asking yourself the question who am I? Where do I belong? Where do I fit? All that I just said with you trying to find yourself. That's not the process. Being all over the place. Being in every pea-picking and corn shucking, Being in everybody's ministry. Copping everybody, mimicking everybody. Being double-minded. That's not the process. Here's the process. Here's the process for finding who you are you got to learn to be content. And even now, take a deep breath. If you're listening right now, just take a deep breath so that you can really hear. Learn to be content in whatever state you find yourself in. Be still. Stay still. And let patience... Have her perfect work in you. So that you can be perfect. So that you can be entire. So that you can lack nothing. See, moving and running and ner- being nervous about is making your work imperfect. Moving and running and being nervously about Is making your work imperfect. But if you would be still and stay still. Then you can allow patience to have her perfect work in you. So that you can be perfect. So your work can be perfect. Entire. Lacking in nothing. Children of God, the process is not you trying to be somebody. It's you being content with the you that God created you to be. Now, if that was a mouthful, I'm going to repeat it. The process is not you trying to be somebody. It's you being content. That's the key word right there. You being content with the you that God created you to be. Basically, to sum it up, being being content with God. See, here's the thing. You may not think that you're not content with God, but you're not. You may say, me and God's all right. Me and God's in a relationship, and we're good. Well, you're not good. Because Every time you drop one ministry and go to another ministry. Every time you drop one vision and go to another vision. You're not content with God and the vision that he gave you. Every time you're praying and pulling on God and crying to God about more gifts. You're not content with the, with the gift that God gave you. God gave each and every one of us believers at least one gift. And you've not even allowed God to perfect you in that one. Because you're trying to do five others and as quiet as it's kept you're not doing any of them good. You're not doing them well. You're just in and out of them. In and out of them. Listen. I know the thoughts that I have toward you said the Lord. Before you were formed in your mother's womb I knew you said the Lord. I called you into this world with a plan and a purpose and I did not need your help, said the Lord. Be still and know that I am God over your life. And, and here's the key. Here's something wonderful that the Lord revealed to me. And I'm going to share it. Stop calling. Stop saying my ministry. I think we've overused that phrase. My ministry. Call it his ministry. The Lord is saying. Stop calling my ministry. (laughs) My very own ministry. Which is precious. Stop calling it yours. If you stop and think about it and and listen to how it sounds. My ministry, I have to do this for my ministry. I must do my ministry. I'm just about my ministry. Play that over and over again in your ears and hear how it sounds in your ear. What do you suppose you could do if you really substituted that word, my ministry, for the ministry. You don't even have to say God's ministry. The ministry. But stop saying my ministry. See, when it's, when it's the ministry, you can be still and see the salvation of the Lord. You can be still and wait for him to tell you your next move. But when it's my ministry... You're all over the place trying to find some kind of satisfaction. But you can't find satisfaction because you keep looking for the ministry that gives you the most recognition, that gives you the most fame. See, God's ministry is not about recognition and fame. So can you you try to work on that? In fact, start that today. Because... As I said, we have made an obsession out of ministry. Remember, you had no ministry before God saved you and made you a disciple and made you an ambassador for him, made you the ministry of reconciliation. So don't say my. Say the ministry. If you don't do anything else that I say to you today in this podcast, work on that. And if you forget it, I want you to play it back so that you can hear how it sounds in your own ears when you say my ministry. I got to do my ministry. I'm all about my ministry. Nothing comes before my ministry. How does that sound? Listen to me say it right now. How does that sound? That's an obsession. And that really and truly is your ministry. Because guess what? God is not in it anywhere. You have made your plans about how you are going to do it, when you are going to do it, how much you want to get paid for doing it. It is your ministry. But humble yourself. Submit yourself to the Lord and say, God, that's that's why I've lost myself. That's why I don't know who I am. Because nothing that I do has anything to do with you. You You're not in anything. I have excluded you from everything, everything. I call the ministry mine. I call the church mine. I call the people that I minister to mine. Listen, listen. How's that sound? Once I minister to someone and I pray with them and I follow up with them, nobody better not go near them because that's my fruit. You had better not call those people because they belong to me. I don't want to see you pick them up for church. Well, you can pick them up for church because I don't want to spend my time picking them up. You can do that. But you can't claim them as yours. Ah! Give God some praise. Give God some praise right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I have some more do's and don'ts for you. Stop trying to flip God's script. He's saying, it's my script. I wrote it. And I have a copyright to it. It's my script. Don't you see that every time you drop what I ordained you to do and go chasing after some strange, unordained ministry, how long does it last? When you go chasing after another thing that I did not tell you to do, look at how long it lasts. It doesn't last long. And don't you know it won't last? Because that's not the script. It's not good to mess with a divine foreordained script. (laughs) Listen. God will let you go broke. Chasing after your own dream. God will let you age badly. Chasing after your own dream. God will let you endure sickness in your body and in your mind chasing after your own dream. Read what he told Saul before Saul became Paul. He said emphatically, it's hard to kick against the prick. It's hard to get out there and forget who you are. It's hard when you once was lost and then I found you. And then you went back out there and allowed yourself to get lost all over again. That's kicking against me. It's hard, children of God, to kick against the prick. When you are running anxiously about in every pea-picking and corn-shucking, you are kicking against God's already perfected plan for your life. You hurt yourself in that process. When you do that, you are kicking against the prick, and you will hurt yourself. You will also become a hypocrite and a stumbling block to others. I'll caution you. Don't make the Lord have to blind you in order to slow you down. He's yet on the throne. Matthew 23, chapter 23, verses 25 through 26. He says this Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside, now listen carefully, which on the outside appear Beautiful. But inside, they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness, which makes you a hypocrite. On the outside, it seems like you have it all together, that you're clothed in righteousness. But on the inside, you are the fearful and the unbelieving. You're anxious. You're envious. You're jealous. And you've forgotten who you are. So that makes you full. Of dead men's bones, and God calls you a hypocrite. Stop chasing after name for yourself. Stop it. You can preach a powerful sermon about how God will make a way somehow, but behind closed doors. You are busy, anxiously, nervously, making a way for yourself by yourself. But guess what? God is pulling the covers off of us. All of us. From the pulpit to the door, he's pulling the covers off. He's exposing our hidden motives because we won't get it right. We won't get in right standing with him. And God wants to, I mean, he wants to kill all the hype in your hypocrisy. Let him. Let him tell you all over again who you are. He wants to. See, you can't keep trying to convince others to thine own self be true. When you are daily living a lie, that's those dead men bones. It's time to get to a place where you can say in all honesty I once was lost, but today I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It's time for you to be able to say, I am now content. To be the minister that God called me to be. That and nothing else. I can go and look at you. I can go and hear you preach. But I can just simply enjoy you. But I don't have to do what you do. Because I'm found now. I'm no longer blind. My eyes are open. I'm content now. With allowing God to perfect me in the one calling that He so graciously bestowed upon me for the upbuilding of His kingdom. I don't have to be in every pea picking and corn shucking. Children of God, if that's you, if that's your feeling right now, if you really and truly believe that, that you are now content to be the minister that God called you to be? You are now content for God to perfect you in that one calling? That you don't have to be in every what? Pea-picking and what? Yeah, say it. corn shucking Now, that's my saying. Don't you go running with that because you'll mess that up. You have to have a southern tongue to say that. Amen? Here's what I want you to pray, children of God. Pray this prayer. Lord, I repent for trying to psych you out with a dream that was really only that. It was a dream in my own imagination. I repent for trying to walk in callings that I was only supposed to enjoy in others. I repent for envying all the gifts and for trying to be all things to all people. Father God, you can trust me again to cherish the calling that you chose that was just for me. God calls me to remember that your word says that a sound heart Is the life of the flesh. But envy. The rottenness of the bones. Cause me Lord. To be satisfied. With the image of myself. That you gave me. Cause me to see myself as you see me. Lord. Before. Before. Before today, I could not see me for seeing what I admired in others. I could not see me because I was so busy admiring what other people had instead of being grateful to you for what you gave to me and how you made me and for the people that you made me for. Father, today... I use my divine power and authority to bind up low self-esteem, to bind up my own disapproval of myself. Hallelujah, Jesus. To bind up my own bad self-appraisal of my own self. Lord God, for so long, I have allowed my own feelings of inferiority to people that I secretly envy, to total obliviate the me that you created. I couldn't see myself for seeing myself in them. I lost myself. I did. But I couldn't see it. My low self-esteem got in the way. God, your word have said that you hate envy. You declare that envy is one of the seven deadly sins. And truly, I repent that I sinned against you. As I confess my sins today, I know that you are faithful and that you are just to forgive me and that you will cleanse me from this act of unrighteousness. Your word says so. In the saving name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I am the storyteller, God bless you.